This is The Drive with Larry Hardesty podcast on 98.7 ESPN. On a day the Jets get eliminated, it's the New York Giants clinching a playoff berth for the first time since 2016. And what a day it was if you're a Giant fan. First off, the weather in New York was absolutely incredible today. What was it, 55 degrees and sunny at kickoff? I mean, a beautiful day if you're a Giant fan to go out to the world's greatest giant-sized air conditioning unit that is MetLife Stadium and actually root on the New York Giants. I mean, this was a party today. At no point did you ever think the Giants were not going to win this game. At least I didn't. I mean, the Giants destroy the Colts 38-10. to They're a joke. Jeff Saturday is an embarrassment to the coaching profession. But this is a New York show, and the Giants deserve their due. I mean, how about the Giants? They clinch a playoff spot with a week to go. Remember the talk was about they're going to lose out, they might not be able to get in? I know my guy Don LaGreca thought they were going to lose out. He, he looked like he might have been right after that Lion loss at home. But here they are at 9-6-1, and one, and Brian Dable today clinched the NFL Coach of the Year award. I, I don't know how you don't give it to him. I mean, maybe it should be named after him. He's done such a good job with this team. This roster being in the playoffs is incredible. And here are the Giants now. And if, right now, if the season were to end today, and I know it doesn't, they would match up with the Vikings in the first round. You watch the Vikings today, they got absolutely pantsed by the Green Bay Packers. I would take the Giants in that game. They nearly beat them last week. I mean, what a day for the New York Giants, and what a day for Daniel Jones. I don't even think it's a debate. This guy's coming back next year. It should be offered a multi-year contract. I'm not sitting here telling you you give him the Deshaun Watson deal. Or you go out there and pay him Aaron Rodgers money. But Daniel Jones is good, all right? Daniel Jones has developed. And it's led by Kafka, the offensive coordinator, what Dable's done. I mean, Daniel Jones today was 19 of 24. And I know the Colts stink, but he was really good against the Vikings last week, too. He's had a really good year, despite the fact he's throwing the guys that, even if you're a diehard fantasy football player, you probably have never heard of. Hell, there's Giants fans who probably haven't even heard of some of the guys that Danny Dimes has thrown to this year. Daniel Jones today was 19 of 24 for 177 yards with two touchdowns. And then he had 11 carries for 91 yards and two more rushing touchdowns. Here's a stat that will blow your mind about Daniel Jones. He now has more rushing touchdowns this season, this season than interceptions. He's got seven rushing touchdowns and only five total picks. This guy was a turnover machine. That was his biggest issue. And he couldn't stay healthy. This year, he doesn't turn the ball over. And he's played every game. He's been durable. It's the first time all year the Giants have scored 30-plus points. They haven't done that in years. And how about this for a wild scenario next week? It could be the Giants actually being the team to rest their starters against the Eagles because the Eagles, who lost today with Minshew at quarterback for another game, they need to win next week to be the one seed. So this was just a spectacular performance by the Giants all around. And it had to feel pretty good if you're a Giant fan watching Landon Collins come up with a pick six to help you go to the playoffs for the first time since Landon Collins was last on the team in 2016. I mean, man, the Giants are 9-6-1 and one with this team. People thought this team was going to be picking at the top of the draft that, you know, the two quarterbacks that we watched play yesterday, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, one of them was going to be a Giant because the Giants would be picking that high. And here they are with a game to go. They have clinched the playoff spot. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And today was the Daniel Jones show. I know Saquon Barkley had a couple of nice plays. and give credit to, you know, Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins, who had some good games today. But uh, Daniel Jones was making it happen. He was. 
I mean, what a statement. You start off a little slow, you're down 3 nothing in the first quarter, and then the Giants put 24 on Indy before the half, and that was it. It was a laugher. I mean, Daniel Jones got pulled at the end of this game. He got his curtain call. Unbelievable. I'm jealous. As a fan of the Jets, if you would have told me going into the year that it'd be the Giants making the playoffs, I would have been shocked. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that the Jets would get off to the 7-4 start and it would be the Giants who looked like they were reeling, they would somehow get in. I would have been surprised. Just unbelievable job all around. And look, look ahead. What do you do next week if you're a Giant fan? You sit your starters against Philly, you don't need the game. You're locked into the sixth seed. Very interesting how the Giants will play it, but just you cannot say enough good things about Brian Dayball and this coaching staff. Seriously, in New York, we always criticize the coach. We spent a lot of time last hour talking about Robert Sala, and rightfully so. I mean, this is one of the best seasons that a New York head coach has had in a long time, especially when you consider he was in his first year with a lot of the same players that Joe Judge couldn't make work. What do you think Joe Judge is thinking when he watch, watches this Giants team go 9-6-1? and one? I mean, unbelievable. What do you think Pat Shermer is thinking when he sees this? And, and good for Daniel Jones, man. I mean, very few athletes that I could remember were as heavily criticized as Daniel Jones was through his first couple of years in the league and had been able to somehow get through all that and respond and actually now thrive. I mean, the name I think of in recent New York sports history is Edwin Diaz with the Mets, right? He was god-awful. But at least Edwin Diaz with the Mariners had a track record of being the best reliever in baseball when Brody Van Wagnon acquired him in the Cano trade. I mean, Daniel Jones was written off. I thought he was a bust. Many of you listening probably did too. And now the conversation with Daniel Jones is this guy is a good quarterback and we got to help him. We got to get him some weapons. That's the goal for the Giants in the offseason. But Giant fans enjoy this. In the now, it's a celebration. It's about as as fun as you could have as a Giant fan when you have a year like this. When the expectations are incredibly low and your team overachieves, it's awesome. And look, Giants didn't win a Super Bowl today. You know, they're not they're not destined for greatness now going forward, but you best believe you enjoy this if you're a fan of the Giants. How could you not? They got a legit chance, I believe, to win a playoff game, depending on who they match up with. I mean, just unbelievable. Daniel Jones, who was captain turnover, has more rushing touchdowns this year than he does interceptions. It's crazy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought when the Giants were, were scuttling at the end of the year, they found a way to win a couple games, man. You got to that Lions game and Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and we're thinking, ah, you know, this is where the fun ends. And here are the New York Giants who found a way. To tie with the Commanders, which in hindsight ended up being huge. And just the way Dable had this team ready to bounce back after the Eagles debacle at MetLife a couple weeks back. To then go beat the the commies, as Michael Kay would say. Go beat the commies a couple weeks ago in their building. And then wrap it up today like a good team should. Playing a team that quit on their coach. A team that has absolutely no business being on the same field as you and you blew them out. That's a testament to this Giants coaching staff and to the quarterback, Daniel Jones. 800-919-3776, 800-919-3776. 800-919-3776, 800-919-ESPN is the number. My name is Jake Asman. I'm for Larry Hardesty here on The Drive. You can follow me on Twitter and tweet me there, at Jake Asman, J-A-K-E-A-S-M-A-N. It's pronounced Asman like Jasmine. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Joe in Long Beach, once in on the Giants conversation. Joe, what's going on? You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Jake. Thanks for taking my call, man. I mean, obviously, we're all on cloud nine right now. 
huge Giants win. Uh, I wanted to talk about Dable and just uh, is there any question that he's going to be voted coach of the year, right? You saw the job today. Second half, we get off to a hot start, and then we have the fumble. And right away, he goes next to him, calls him out, right? Coaching. That's what it comes down to. And there's no question that with this roster, if we didn't have this coach, we'd be nowhere. Actually, the question I have for you now is uh, – you think it's uh, the Jets and uh, the Giants swapped coaches? What do you think of the records would be? Ooh. All right. Thank you. Joe, thank you for the call. It's a great question. I mean, can we swap quarterbacks? Because I guarantee you, you put Daniel Jones on the Jets right now, they're in the playoffs. I mean, maybe they're a little better. I don't know. I don't want to take away from anything Brian Dable has done. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say the Jets would be better. Maybe they have another win or so. But, man, I mean, the Giants are postseason bound. And their first year with Brian Dable, and they could clinch – or they, excuse me, they clinched today and now could rest their starters if they want to. Remember the conversation among Giant fans a couple weeks ago was, well, you know, if we play the Eagles the last week, they'll have the one seed locked up, so they'll probably be resting everybody. The Eagles need the game more than the Giants do now. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable how this happened. And you have, you know, Landon Collins coming up with an interception today. Who thought that at the beginning of the year, Landon Collins would be picking off an interception, taking it to the house? To help the Giants make the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Just, I'm jealous, Giant fans. I really am. I, wa- I-, I wanted to feel happiness today, and instead I am as depressed as I have ever been as a Jet fan. Let's go to Leslie in Fort Lee. Leslie, you're up next to 98.7 ESPN. Hey, hey, Dick, it's good to finally talk to you on the phone uh, after talking on Twitter. So good to talk to you. Thank Dick, you, Leslie. Dick, about the Giants. I mean, we talked about this this afternoon on Twitter. And you know what? I'm going to say this again. The bar should be higher than just making the playoffs. I mean, we're not Houston, okay? We're not Houston. Okay, we're not Miami. We're not Denver. Okay, we should have higher standards. I mean, the Jets is one thing for Jets fans to celebrate a playoff appearance. They haven't made the playoffs. They're probably not going to make the playoffs for the next 12, for 12 years. But the Giants... It's been only five years. It's not a drought. I'm sorry. To me, celebrating the playoffs is nice and all, but you know what? The, the Giants are going to be back when they contend for Super Bowl championships, okay? When they're like the Eagles, okay? I'm not going to celebrate a team for making the playoffs once in a blue moon. That's just not or what we should be celebrating. I'm sorry, Jake. Leslie, uh, Leslie, Leslie. Thank you for the call. Come on. What did you expect from this Giants team this year, dude? Come on. Yes, no Giant fan is going to be celebrating just making the playoffs and that's it. If Brian Dable never, you know, goes farther than just making the playoffs, eventually he's not going to be here long term. He's in his first year with a team that was picked by everyone to finish last in the division. And they have a playoff spot locked up a week before the regular season even ends with a quarterback they didn't even think was that good. They didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option. Joe Shane said, eh, we'll see what happens. This coaching staff has done a remarkable job. This is a decent roster. They're not great. I think they're maybe slightly better than we gave them credit for at the beginning of the year. But, I mean, name me five giant wide receivers right now or tight ends. Like, look who Daniel Jones is throwing the ball to. I I mean, come on, man. This team is overachieved. No one saw this coming. Yeah, eventually the goal is to win a Super Bowl with Brian Dable and, of course, Daniel Jones. But... This team's in the playoffs for the first time in 2016. That's a big deal. I'm not going to tell any Giant fan they shouldn't be pumped up after a, you know, a day like today. That was an absolute party. You know at halftime, you're going to the playoffs. 
You know, at halftime, it was over. That Jeff Saturday and the Colts were going to lay down like the dogs they are. And that's D-O-G, not D-A-W-G, if you know what I'm saying. I, I mean, that was brutal. Is Jim Ursay still taking a victory, a victory laps, by the way, on Twitter after his football team with Jeff Saturday beat the crummy Las Vegas Raiders in his first game? I mean, my God. But congrats, Giants fans. Enjoy the ride. You play the Vikings in the first round, which is, if the season were to end today, who you would play, I'd pick the Giants in that game. Hell, why not? Why not? You see the Vikings today get boat raced by the Packers at Lambeau? This is a hell of a day for the Giants. It really is. On a beautiful day at MetLife, it was a beautiful first day of 2023 for every Giant fan out there. 800-919-3776. 800-919-ESPN. It's Jake Asman in for Larry Hardesty. It's The Drive. More of your calls coming up here on 98.7 ESPN. This is The Drive with Larry Hardesty podcast on 98.7 ESPN. There's a car that's going to be there before me. And it's Daniel Jones. Like he's the first one in, last one to leave. Like he really lives that, like that mentality. Like he has that mentality, and he, he's tough. Um, he's a heck of a player, heck of a guy, heck of a teammate. And um, you know, he's our he's, he's our captain, he's our leader. And when you have that guy at the quarterback position, um, you believe you can win any game. That was Saquon Barkley talking about Daniel Jones, who had a day unlike any other day as the Giants down the Colts 38 to 10 party at MetLife all afternoon Daniel Jones one of the best games of his career 19 to 24 177 yards passing two touchdowns a 125 passer rating and then oh yeah 91 yards as a rusher two touchdowns he has more rushing touchdowns this season seven than he does interceptions and Saquon's right Daniel Jones deserves all the praise for what he did today in the season he has had despite the odds stacked against him going into the year that he was not going to be the quarterback after this year. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option because Joe Shane and Brian Dable even were not sure on what Daniel Jones could do. It's Jake Asman in for Larry Hardesty here. It's the drive taking you till midnight. More of your calls coming up at 800-919-ESPN, 800-919-3776. I mean, you have Andrew Thomas after the game offering nothing but praise for Daniel Jones. You have all the Giants receivers talking about Daniel Jones, he's going to get a nice contract. And if you're a Giant fan, I'm curious what you think that contract should look like. No one's giving him Lamar Jackson money eventually or Russell Wilson money, although how's that working out? Rodgers money, Mahomes money. But Daniel Jones, you look at the options out there, where are you getting a better quarterback, Giant fans? The answer is you're not. You want Derek Carr or Daniel Jones? I mean, right now, take the guy that seemingly has the right connection with Brian Dable. Hey, you want Jimmy G who's made out of glass or Daniel Jones? I mean, unless you tell me Aaron Rodgers is somehow a quarterback in the Giants next year, which is not happening, Daniel Jones is the guy here. He's earned that. Very few New York athletes got as criticized as Daniel Jones and actually somehow survived all that and have thrived through that. And it took a little while. I certainly didn't think Daniel Jones was capable of this. But give the man his flowers. He deserves all the praise. He does. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's a top five quarterback. I don't even know if he's truly a top ten quarterback. What I do know is that if I surround him with enough pieces, I think I can win with the guy. Kind of reminds me of Eli. Eli Manning was never a top-five quarterback. You know, maybe he had a couple top-ten quarterback seasons. When Michael Kay in 2011 asked Eli if he was an elite quarterback, and he said yes, that was one of Eli's best years. They won the Super Bowl that year. He was great statistically. But you look at Eli's career, it was good, not great. He won. He was big in big games. Daniel Jones in some of the biggest games the Giants have played this year 
has been big in big games. That's what I want my quarterback to do. You put Daniel Jones on the Jets, the Jets are in the playoffs right now. Daniel Jones throwing to a bunch of guys that wouldn't be on other NFL teams has this Giants roster, this Giants team, in position to already have made the playoffs with a week to go. Testament to him. More of your calls right now, 800-919-ESPN. Jonathan disagrees. Jonathan thinks that Daniel Jones is not as good as everyone says he is. Jonathan, you're up next. Why do you feel that way? Well, he hasn't had any big games, and he just, he's going to that trash guys, and he's not going to anyone. He doesn't have any big games. He goes under 200 what did he yards do today? every single game. What did he do today? Did he not have a big game when he had four total touchdowns? Rushing-wise, rushing yeah, today he had a big game. And he, you just said he didn't have a big game, though. Easy. He just had a huge game today in a must-win for the Giants. Yeah, usually doesn't, he doesn't doesn't do too much. Just over 200 yards. He had one good rushing game, and then also he he doesn't do anything great. He does everything solid, and they can't win against good teams. When you play against these insane teams, you're going to play the Vikings in the playoffs. You don't have a chance to win these games. You have these Justin Jefferson. The defense isn't as good. The Daniel Jones is going to get destroyed by these defenses. When it gets All right, to the Jonathan, playoffs. thank you for the call. We're, we're not putting that nonsense on the air. I'm sorry. We're not. The Giants haven't been good teams this year? I mean, they have some good wins on their schedule this year. How are the Packers playing right now? The Giants beat them in London. Giants have a win over Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. How's that looking? I mean, come on. Giants beat the Commanders when they were red hot in their building. They nearly beat the Vikings. We're going to blame Daniel Jones for that loss? He was 30-42 of for 334 yards in that game and nearly led a game-winning drive if it wasn't for the Vikings kicker hitting from, what, 60-plus yards in that one? Come on, man. No one's making Daniel Jones the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. But the guy's a solid NFL quarterback. And if you're the Giants, you're not finding a better option out there, barring Aaron Rodgers saying, I want to be a Giant. And I don't even know if you would do that if you're the Giants. How many years does Aaron Rodgers have left? You know, this Giants team wasn't expected to be great this year. They're building. They're building a young team that hopefully could be good for years to come. This is a bonus making the playoffs. But we're not going to slander Daniel Jones and say he hasn't had big gains when today he went out there and was absolutely flawless in a game the Giants had to win at home. Let's go to Chris and Beth Page. You're up next on 98.7 ESPN. Chris, you're on with Jake Asma. What's going on? Hey, Jake. Um, forgive that previous caller. He's definitely still been drinking from New Year's. There's no <laughs> doubt. That, was, that might be the worst take I've ever heard in my life. Seriously. Look, I've only, you know, hosted on this, like- yeah, Chris, I've only hosted on this station for about an hour and a half, but that was the worst call that I had so far. I mean, oh hopefully, hopefully you're a lot better. So far, so good. Yeah, I, I will be. I will be. I'm, I've been a Giant fan for 54 years, and <clears throat> I watch every Giant game, win or lose, you know, the bad, last bad 10 years we've had. I watch them twice, most of these games. Uh, I will say this. Um, I'm often bothered by these, like, takes, and I get them from my friends, too. And then you find out, did you really watch the games? Now, this is what I'm going to say. And you kind of said something there, too. I'm not really going to criticize you. You know what the take of the Giants is that I find and hear it all the time? They're not that talented, okay? They're not, all right? Now, I'm going to say this. First of all, they were injured. And I know football is part of injuries. One thing they don't have is depth. That's for sure. They were hurt by injuries. But I'll say this. Uh, look at the guys that were injured in the middle of the season or later in the season. And you could tell they were, they, there was a slippage. Evan Neal was out, okay? Bellinger was out. He heard his eye. Uh, you know, I could go down the list. Xavier McKinney just came back, okay? 
uh, what's him called? Adoree Jackson's out. And you just go down the list of people that have been injured. All right. Now, here's the thing. Richie James and Hodgins, you said they won't be on other teams. Those guys are decent receivers. Like I'm just saying, the eye test to me tells me they're decent receivers. They're not great receivers. Giants have to upgrade at that position. But here's the deal. I watch a lot of football, okay? And you know what the big take on your station has been? The Jets are definitely the more talented team than the Giants. You know, listen, look at Giants have a lot of talent on that team. Ojolari, uh, Thibodeau, they have two of the best tackles in the league, in the defensive tackles, okay? Uh, when Adoree Jackson comes back, you have Xavier McKinney back there. They have one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the league. They have a quarterback who's playing at a high standard. They have two good bookends on offensive line, okay? I'm just saying, just stop, please, people, with this. Um, the Giants don't have much talent, okay? Because what I'll do is I'll say, you go over your team, because you, I know Jet fans. I go, let's go over position by position. You have better running backs than we do. Your guy is injured, okay? We have Saquon Barkley. Is your quarterback better than us? Right there, I'm like, the talent – Game, set, match, okay? And we all, and the, th- the Giants have the three most important things you need to win, I think, in this league is they have a, a competent, good quarterback. They have a very good coach, and they, have, they can maybe run the ball, which is very important for playoffs. I think if they can run the ball in the playoffs, those are the three ingredients that win in the playoffs. Yeah. And you know it. And like I said, I've been the Giants fan for 54 years. That's always been the ticket for us. Chris, run thank you the for the ball, call. Thank you for the call, Chris. You're right. I'll say this. You want to say the Giants roster is maybe a little better than some give it credit for? That's fair. But when the Jets are healthy, I feel like they have an advantage at wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, defensive line. But it doesn't matter, though, because you know where the Giants have the edge? Where it matters the most, quarterback and head coach, coaching staff. So give the Giants all the credit. I don't want to do the Jet versus Giant comparison. The reality is the Giants are better. Why? Because Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are, and the Giants right now are, what, 9, 6, and 1, and have a playoff spot clinched, and here are the Jets who have, the Jets who have collapsed. Haven't won a game in December. Haven't won a game in January. So, yeah, the Giants, they're a good football team. But I don't think they're they're as talented as – our last caller thinks they are. That's why Brian Dable is a runaway lock for coach of the year. That's why. And Daniel Jones has earned another opportunity with this team on a, on a you know three, four-year contract extension. Where are you finding a better quarterback? The draft? That's a crapshoot. And you're not going to be picking high enough now to get any of these quarterbacks. Free agency? You want Derek Carr or Daniel Jones? I'll take Daniel Jones. You want Jimmy G made out of glass or Daniel Jones? I'll take Daniel Jones. You want Ryan Tannehill? He also made a glass, and he's not very good. Daniel Jones has proved he's a capable quarterback in this league. Is he ever going to be Rodgers or Mahomes or Allen? Probably not. Can they win with Daniel Jones? I think he has proven this year. Give him better weapons. Give him better protection. Give him another year in this system. He has a chance to be even better. One more Giants call, and then we'll open it up to Jets or Giants for the remainder of our show. Let's go to Bobby in Staten Island. Bobby, you're up next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, how's it going, man? I uh, love the show. Listen, I'm calling from a perspective of a Giants fan from, like, this out, from like the offseason thinking how are we going to move forward. And then this from this game where Daniel Jones just did the – like uh, just say, I can't get over it. I truly can't get over the season what we just had. All I want to just say with this call is just 
Well, all the hate that Daniel Jones got, I am so happy with the praise he gets today. And you know what? He deserves every second of it. So I don't know what this uh, playoff thing is going to look like in the future. I don't know how it's going to be, but I don't know. I'm calling the Giants fan for the first time forever, being so optimistic and so happy. And finally, safe to say, Daniel Jones is our guy. If any guy that says that, like, oh, he's not, oh, he's playing against the Colts, you know, oh, who cares? He outperformed what we expected today. He just came out there and balled. He just he's a he's a he's a franchise quarterback. That's all it is. I just want to say he's the guy for the future. That's it. Plain and simple. Bobby, thanks for the call. I think that's how you should feel if you're a Giant fan. Look, Daniel Jones might never be a top five quarterback in the league. I've said this. Can you win with the guy? Like the answer is yes. He plays well in big games. That matters. That's how you judge a quarterback. That's why Eli Manning's going to the Hall of Fame. He's got two rings on his finger, as we all know in this town. I don't know if Daniel Jones is ever going to be Eli Manning even, but I do know that he has proven this year he's earned the opportunity to be back next year and beyond with better weapons around him and another year in this system. Great leader, accountable. He's been durable this year, and his Achilles heel was the turnover. And Once again, he's got more rushing touchdowns this year with seven than he does interceptions. He's been awesome. That last caller, I think, sums up how every Giant fan should be feeling on the first day of 2023. The Giant fan feels great. The Jet fan feels god-awful. More on the Jets coming up. 800-919-ESPN is the number. You want to talk Giants? You want to talk Jets? Jake Asman with you in for Larry Hardesty. It's the drive here till midnight on 98.7 ESPN. This is The Drive with Larry Hardesty Podcast on 98.7 ESPN. It's Jake Asman in for Larry Hardesty. It's The Drive here on 98.7 ESPN. Other side of the glass, Joe Leo and Julian Kushnick. We're with you till midnight tonight. We'll get back to the Jets and more of your calls here coming up. This was just sent to me, though, by one of my friends. I guess this was on Twitter today. So there's a kid who went to the Jets-Seahawks game today. Kid looks like he's seven or eight years old. And he's holding a sign. It says, I came from Korea to see this game. Go Jets. That poor soul. Oh, my God. Could you imagine coming from Korea to watch this debacle in Seattle today? Oh, my God. I mean, 2023 is a day old. It's already over for that poor kid. I mean, my God. Also, this is crappy parenting as well. I see the dads in the photo here off to the side. What are you doing? I mean, know the history of the Jets. You're going to bring your kid to a game in Seattle late in the season? Do you remember 2008? Coming from Korea? Oh. Oh, my God. I feel terrible for this poor kid. It's just brutal. Brutal. Happy day for the Giant fan and a depressing day for a Jet fan like me. 800-919-ESPN is the phone number. More on the Jets coming up, but we'll stay with the Giants right now. And I'm honored to bring on this next caller, the great Richard in Manhattan is up next on the show. Richard, you're on 98.7 ESPN. Jake, I've been watching the Giants for 60 years. I know you have, Richard. I've heard you, you know, you you and LeGreg oh, sure. the Don and Dick show. I've never seen a Giant team, I may be wrong, with two runners that have combined for over 2,000 yards. I think they're the only NFL team with two guys, Jones and Saquon, with 2,000 yards together. Pollard and uh, Ezekiel Elliott are close. And I, I uh, maybe, but I don't think I think they have the two top. You know, if you combine their yardage together. Now, I'm not saying running the ball is important, because uh, in the AFC, the top eight runners 
are all from teams with losing records. But in the playoffs, it's a huge thing or bigger thing than it is during regular season. And Jones, I thought the Giants lost games this year when Jones wasn't a big enough factor running the ball. He's got to run the ball. Now, this is not ideal, having your quarterback depending on him for rushing yardage. It's not. But in these big games, that's all. I mean, he was unbelievable today. Yes, he was. I mean, he's he's just as good as Lamar Jackson. And I love Lamar Jackson's style. I just love why I'm not saying – for the overall health of him, you know, as a quarterback, it's good. But, I mean, you tell me that uh, Lamar Jackson's on, I, I want to watch that guy. That guy's like, he's just entertaining and effective. But the way the Giants ran the ball with Jones today, I mean, he's a weapon. And, uh, you know, I'm different than most of the uh, other hosts on ESPN. They're all saying that they don't want the Giants to play San Francisco. They'd rather play Minnesota. Now, I'd rather play Minnesota, I'd rather play San Francisco, and here's why. The Giants are not an indoor dome team. They never were. In their history, they've never been that way. They don't have the fleet-wide receivers. Minnesota is built for indoor football. I don't want to beat a team like Minnesota who, or New Orleans in the old days. Those kinds of teams are built for indoor football. They go with the wide receivers. They're fast. They're fleet. And, you know, they are high-scoring games. The Giants with San Francisco, they can beat them, even though San Francisco we know is a better team than Minnesota, or we think we they are. But they're an outdoor team, and if there's a weather factor, the Giants, will, uh, it'll bode well for the Giants because they're a northeastern team. Richard, so- thank you for the call, but here's the thing. One, at this point, it's gravy for the Giant fan. You're in the playoffs. No one had that before the year started. But I vehemently disagree with you. I'll take my chances with a Vikings team the Giants nearly beat a week ago. A Vikings team that maybe some of their magic is finally running out after the Packers today destroyed them 41-17. to I know San Fran gave up a ton of points today to the Raiders and Jared Stidham, but that's the best defense in football. Unlike the Jets, they not only prevent teams from scoring, but they actually turn you over. But the Minnesota Vikings, they have a negative point differential, Richard. The Vikings are the worst 12-4 and four football team I, I could ever remember in my lifetime. All right, the Vikings have scored 395 points this year. They've allowed 414. They're 12-4. and four. They have a negative point differential. So I'll take my chances with Minnesota over San Fran. Yeah, I think the Giants maybe can compete with the Niners. But if you ask me which team they match up better with, I'll take the Vikings. They don't have a great defense. We watched Daniel Jones have a very good game against that team last week. I'll take my chances with that team over San Fran, a team that could probably shut down the Giants' running attack, and then does Daniel Jones have the weapons to go and score enough points against that team? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Coming up, more of your calls here on 98.7 ESPN. We're going to get to the Jets as well. Phone lines are lit up. People, rightfully so, disgusted by that debacle earlier today. In Seattle, 800-919-ESPN. It's Jake Asman in for Larry Hardesty. We're taking you till midnight here on ESPN 98.7. This is The Drive with Larry Hardesty podcast on 98.7 ESPN. I was thinking a lot about the Jet quarterback situation during the break. And man, if there's one silver lining, and I hate even saying that because I'm disgusted as a diehard Jet fan with the garbage that we watched today. If there's one silver lining from today is that you know what the problem is ultimately. You know that 
you need a quarterback. Now, the problem with that problem is who's that quarterback? Because that's ultimately going to define Robert Sala and Joe Douglas in a break, make or break year. And I know Mike White played banged up today, but Sala going into a playoff or bust year three. The GM, Joe Douglas, going into year five, or really his fourth full offseason. Because remember, Christopher Johnson decided to fire Mike McCagden after the draft and after free agency already happened. So Douglas didn't get on board until May of 2019 after all the hard stuff was done. This team's got to win next year. And they could have built up some equity by going out there and finding a way to make the playoffs, which they still could have done despite Zach Wilson having the same exact numbers through 22 career starts as Jamarcus Russell. But, of course, it's the Jets' fault they ruined Zach Wilson. That's what I hear from some. The Jets ruined Zach. You know, if Zach Wilson was just, I don't know, Matt Jones, the Jets would be in the playoffs right now. If he was just competent, if he was just okay, if he was just bad in some of these games, not historically bad. So frustrating. Giant fans get the party, and Jet fans get that feeling of being hungover, like I'm sure many of us were today. It just doesn't end. It just doesn't end. Let's go to Paul in Queens. Paul, you're next up on 98.7 ESPN. What's going on, Paul? Jake, you're a knowledgeable, true Jet fan. I watch you on YouTube all the time compared to the other jokers out there. Listen, Jake, I'm going to make it very simple for you. I've been watching this team since 1979. The simple science is this. Every sport, except for the NFL, relies on coaching. I know what you said about a quarterback, but this laid-back attitude that this coach in a prolonged season has proven how these players are not ready. How could you not be ready for this game? Jake, please, you're a big fan. How? You have to question this coaching staff. I don't want to hear LaFleur's going to go. If Woody Johnson out there is so irate that they say, you know, with all the fans booing, you got to make a change now. There's too much talent on this team. Jake, you know, as a diehard fan, you know, we got to catch lightning in a bottle. I don't want to hear just the quarterback. I knew it, being a fan for a long time. This guy's laid-back attitude with everybody, his buddy-buddy. He got out-coached. By a great coach today, Jake. I want your thoughts. Happy New Year, my man. Paul, thank you for the kind words. Thanks for the call, and Happy New Year to you and, and your family. Look, I, I agree with a lot of what you said, but I would not fire Robert Sala. I just don't want to go through the old, oh, we bring in another coach, and then we got to give that coach more time. Look, this team's got to make the playoffs next year, though. It's playoff robust. I don't want to hear from Woody Johnson. Well, you know, we, we don't really have a mandate on anything. We don't want to say that because we're just not going to do that. Why? Sala's going into year three. He's not going to lose his job, but this team might end the year on a six-game losing streak. They were 7-4, and four. and yes, they have injuries. Yes, they're 2-7 and seven since Brees Hall and ABT went down in Denver. But Paul's right. The, the coaching staff today, led by Robert Sala, this was abysmal. And I understand a lot of Jet fans are going to want a new coach after a game like today. I, I wouldn't fire the head coach, but someone's getting canned at the end of the year. You think Brent Boyer's coming back as the special teams coordinator? Is Mike LaFleur coming back as the OC? I mean... You got to do something, right? It can't just be, well, Zach Wilson stunk, so that's it. I mean, there's real problems with this team. It's very discouraging as a Jeff fan. I mean, I was disgusted with how they came out today. They were never in the game. They had 10 days to prepare for the Seahawks team, and they're down 7 nothing, three plays into the game. I, I just, S-O-J. Same old Jets. Paul's right, our last caller. Let's go out to Beth Page. Beth Page, Chris has called in. He wants in on the Jet conversation. Beth Page, Chris, you're on with Jake Asman here on 98.7. What's going on? Hey, Jake. It's great to finally talk to you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for making the call, Chris. 
Okay, Paul stole a little bit of my thunder, um, you know, as far as Salah. Um, but, you know, I was watching Brian Dable today screaming at Darius Layton when he fumbled after the half, and they were up by three touchdowns. And Salah just stands there looking dumbfounded. Uh, you know, the play calling on offense was atrocious. That, that third and fourth run up the middle, I threw my remote control across the room. When they ran on third and four, right, right off left tackle once again, yep. and then that was when on fourth down they, uh, they overthrew it to Garrett Wilson. I mean, I couldn't believe he called that on third and four, and, he, and Salah just stands there. Um, the defense came out unprepared to play. Um, maybe he is a little bit on the hot seat. You know, like I said, I know Paul stole a little of my thunder, but what do you think? Thanks for the call, Chris. Look, I, I don't think they're going to fire Robert Sala. I think they're going to say, look, the win total was five and a half, and this team's ahead of schedule. That might be true from like a big-picture perspective, but when you're in the now, and here are the Jets, they haven't won a game in December. Now they haven't won a game in January. Like, I'm sorry, man. The way this team has come out to play the last two weeks has been very concerning about this head coach. And, yes, the Jaguars game was Zach Wilson pooping all over himself. I was in the building. I got pneumonia from sitting in the rain that night. I understand he was god-awful, but... I, I, I'm sorry, man. The defense was not great that night either. The special teams continues to be a joke. I mean, in that game against the Jaguars, they allowed a 96-yard touchdown drive. So, yeah, they only allowed 19 points. But it's frustrating, man, because I really like Robert Sala. Personally, I don't want to go through the song and dance of another head coach coming in. And let's stop with uh, Sean Payton to the Jets. It's not happening. One, I have no idea if he wants to come here. And two, they're not trading a first-round pick to get him, which is reportedly what it's going to take. But uh, Sala's on the hot seat going into next year. I don't think this – debacle down the stretch. And that's what we're calling it. I don't want to hear that this team's ahead of schedule. This has been a joke in the month of December. But he's on the hot seat. they got to make the playoffs next year. I am so sick and tired of every time we watch the Jets, they got to show the graphic, whether it's on CBS, Amazon Prime, ESPN. Well, you know, the Jets will never play Monday Night Football, so forget that one. But whatever network you're watching the Jets, and they show the graphic, longest playoff drought in football, and there are the Jets, 2010. And it continues now, 12 seasons in a row. I never could have imagined when the Jets lost in Pittsburgh in the championship game, we'd be sitting here more than a decade later and they haven't been back. And really, outside of 2015, when they blew the win in your end in Buffalo, they haven't been close. Brutal. Let's go to Jorge in Chicago. He wants in on the Jet conversation. Jorge, you're up next on 98.7 ESPN with Jake Asman. Jake, how you doing, brother? Well, I'm actually, good, that, that's a well, stupid question. Yeah, that's a I'm, stupid question. My happy bad. New Year to you, Jorge, but I'm doing terrible for being honest. I'm just telling you. Yeah, it, it, it's a pretty crappy start to the new year. Sorry about that. Cra- crappy start to the new year. And I, all I have to say, man, is that was disappointing. That that, that was incredibly disappointing. After, after 10 days off, after, you know, having a mini bye week, it's like you, you got to be better than that. We have to be better than that, and and I like Robert Sala. You know, just similar to what you said, like you like Robert Sala. I like Robert Sala. I like Joe Douglas, but we're literally about to go zero six to finish the season. You have to do something after that, and and obviously I don't want to fire like the main guys, but you have to make it known that this can't happen again. And not only Joe Douglas, but if I was, you know, Woody Johnson, like something has to happen. And and this is just ridiculous. One of your last callers just said, like, you know, everybody wants to be buddy, buddy. Like at the end of the day, results. Like, Let's show some damn results. And this was just frustrating in any in every way, because from the whistle, from the starting whistle, it was just bad. So Jorge, thanks for the call, man. They, They had no chance. They had no chance today. 
And, and, you know, I kept sitting there, and I'm watching the game with my dad, who, if you're just tuning in, I said it earlier, but I, I blame my dad for a day like today because he could have been a Giant fan. Instead, he was a Jet fan, and here I am living in hell my entire life. At least if I'm a Giant fan, I would have seen a couple Super Bowls, but no. I'm sitting there, and it's like they're never in the game. Even when the defense did get a couple stops, or you had the missed field goal, and it still was 14 points, they couldn't do anything. And I know Mike White is playing hurt, but he stunk today too. And I'm a Mike White fan, but the reality is the starting quarterback of the 2023 New York Jets is not on the team right now. It's not. So not only do you find out Zach Wilson's not your guy, I guess Mike White's not your guy, but, I mean, he was probably never going to be the guy anyway. You have no idea what they're doing at quarterback. And, yeah, I, I think Joe Douglas has earned the opportunity to take a, take a shot on another QB. You know, whether it's Garoppolo or Carr, he can make that decision. But, I mean, man, not only do you miss on Zach Wilson, but here you are, you're 7-4, at least make the playoffs, and you've collapsed. You've collapsed. Let's go to Russell in Mount Clare. Russell, you're up next on 98.7 ESPN with Jake Asman. What's up, Russell? Thank you, Jake. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to um, you. Listen, Brian Dable came in and he changed the culture on the Giants in the very first game against the Titans when he went to two and they won that game. This coach, Salah, why? He's a defensive coach. Everything about football today is offense. Everything we're talking about is the quarterback, the quarterback. Listen, Mike White is a good player. He's a tough kid. He would be the epitome of the best type backup that you could have. But what quarterback is going to come to play for Robert Sala? And I don't like to fire guys either. They've got families, and they put in the work. I understand that. But do we have to – is it today that we first identified that he's not a good coach? How about the fact that – against the Patriots. He didn't have the guts to put White in when the game was 3-3 three to three and the Jets had a chance, but he sits with Zach Wilson, and then we, we punt and we lose a game. We punt and we punt, and, and the guy returns at 95 yards to lose a game. I never saw that in my life. Then let's go to the Detroit Lions game. He doesn't even know how to call a timeout. We're trying to move down to, to, to kick a, a tying field goal, and he had two plays where he wasted a total of 50 seconds between two plays and never called the timeout and goes into the locker room at the end of the game with two timeouts remaining. He's not the right guy. He is not a head coach. He was outcoached today by uh, Pete Carroll. I mean, there was a graphic. The Seattle Seahawks under Pete Carroll – have never lost more than – the only time he ever lost more than three games in a row was when he coached the Jets in 1994. <laughs> he lost four. I'm as upset as you. I'm 68 years old. I saw Joe Namath at the Peekskill Military Academy his rookie year. I remember the Titans. This has to stop. Yeah, Russell, <laughs> thank you for the call. You, look, you speak for a lot of Jeff fans, especially the ones who go back to the Namath days like my dad. It's – it's brutal. It's brutal. I don't know how else you could describe a day like today. And as far as Salah, he's on the hot seat. I'm not saying fire the guy. I would not fire him. Sean Payton's not coming here. You have no idea if you're going to bring in the right coach if you go the coordinator out. But changes to Robert Salah's staff, that has to happen. And there's got to be pressure to win next year, to make the playoffs. All right, They had a chance this year. They were 7-4, and four, and yes, injuries are a big reason why the Jets are where they are. But our last caller's right. You know, not going to Mike White in that second Patriot game, that was brutal. The timeout debacle against the Detroit Lions, that was brutal. This team not being ready to play with 10 days to prepare for Seattle, that is unacceptable. 
A game like today makes you question if Sal is the right coach. Not saying you fire him, but he is absolutely on the hot seat. And all the goodwill the Jets built up when they got off to this great 6-3 and three start, 7-4 and four start. Do you still have that goodwill, Jet fans? Because I feel awful. All right? Happy New Year, Jet fans. Same old Jets. More of your calls coming up. Get back to the Giants as well. I know Giant fans are certainly feeling great today. How could you not be? You're going to the playoffs. Daniel Jones has proven he's your guy, and Brian Dable should win Coach of the Year. 800-919-3776. 800-919-ESPN. we got one hour to go. It's Jake Asman in for Larry Hardesty. You're listening to 98.7 ESPN. This is The Drive with Larry Hardesty podcast on 98.7 ESPN.